Well, a goody coder and get all chest of fearkin, fulcher of galer, Gorus and Octorangs, all her serum, Gwilshiv Lin, as the Sulam Gwilshivik went Chanov, or Sorgurt de Jock on Octroin. Privimenakna Forsi, Chief of Staff, as Admiral Mark Mellet, last Privimenak, Chief of Staff, Major General Kieran Brennan, Assistant Chief of Staff. Brigadier General Peter O'Halloran, General Officer Commanding, uh, Second Two Brigade, Brigadier General Howard Burney, August uh, Members of the Defence Forces, Wildes na Force, Firkinahas, Firkin Fulcher, Ruiv Glair, Gade Oris Nocturon, August Officer Saifinus Mehin, Gawil Shivlin, Esaran Gedal Shias Quimgok, Nalik Fihinus Fuwashak, Scott Grog, Slonchet and Glinatolichia is Mara Octoranagus Davorsen, Mara Councillor Naforsi Cussenta, and Tohas out of Firkin Fogera Rovenue, Agasandeshag Lako, and Mawikas Agualiva Sutton Rolornak, a Viego Glignaherin, Egan Shalavu Octoranagmach, in Shalavu Fin, Kublet Shaktonohin. May I say that as President and as Supreme Commander of the Defence Forces, I'm very pleased to welcome you all here today and to have this opportunity to thank you personally uh, for the central role that Oglik Neheren played at my recent presidential inauguration. But I also want to take the the opportunity of thanking you for all the other work you do, and indeed all on those many occasions over the last seven years when on every occasion Spin and I have been present that you have been involved, uh, we have been impressed, so impressed and so grateful for the high standards that you have for yourself. And on that occasion, most recently at the inauguration, at my second term, the very special atmosphere in St. Patrick's Hall, much more than the environs of Dublin Castle meant to me, I think, was the ceremonial element provided by the Defence Forces and the professional performance of the members of the Defence Forces School of Music that added so much to the occasion. So, on my own behalf and on behalf of all of the people of Ireland, and very particularly those who shared that event with us, may I just say they all commented, and I thank you especially for the dedicated professionalism that you brought to that event. It is a professionalism that I have, as I have said, over the last seven years, both at home and abroad, that I have come to witness on so many occasions. On state visits, uh, we have ceremonial events here. And the one thing of which you can be certain, uh, even often under challenging conditions, because we have no control over uh, the weather, I have just been so struck as I said, the distinction and dignity that you bring to your role and of which our country can be very, very proud. Indeed, many of the ambassadors at credential ceremonies uh, mention it to me, and I am very pleased to pass their compliments on to you. But of course, as well, so many of you uh, will have represented and served not just Ireland, but will have served the international community uh, through your service abroad. And I am very, very pleased to be able, in the presence of the Chief of Staff, Vice Admiral Mark Mellet, to say that when Ireland is celebrating the 60th anniversary of our involvement with the United Nations peacekeeping missions, it is a wonderful record that any head of state would, have been, would be proud of. 
when I attended in, on June the in June the first, I attended an official state ceremony in Dublin Castle to mark that important anniversary, and I took the opportunity of paying tribute to those who have served in the name of Ireland, and in particular those of your colleagues who lost their lives or were seriously injured, working and serving in the service of peace. And when you recall Ireland's long and well-respected history of participating in peacekeeping moment, it is a very impressive record. Very few nations in the world can say that their peacekeepers have stood at so many United Nations posts right across the planet, across Europe, Asia, Latin America, Africa and the Middle East, and that they have done so, and this is important, every single day for the last 60 years. When, people, when I mention this to people in New York or anywhere where we're talking about peacekeeping, people are so, so few. Can, can say that, and it is a great record. It is probably the most significant reputational advantage we have in relation to international politics, in my view. Today, your service overseas continues with more than 565 personnel currently serving throughout the world. May I take the opportunity of sending my greetings to them and to their families who make possible that service on, on all our behalf. But to all of you, you've made those who, who have served, you've made an indelible mark on many nations and their peoples. I've often visited and I have seen in action myself in Central America, where the Irish who serve, in fact, have been able to manage complex and challenging situations that have tested other nations. And your record of service is a matter of great pride to our country. And as I say, today, 682 Defence Forces personnel are serving in 13 countries and on sea across the world. Now, I'm acutely aware that Defence Forces personnel have to operate in often difficult and challenging circumstances while on service overseas. And some of your colleagues, as I have said and as I mentioned before, have paid the ultimate sacrifice in the line of duty, and it is appropriate, therefore, that with sadness we will always recall those 87 members of the Defence Forces who lost their lives in peacekeeping missions, and so that others might know the gift of peace. And here at home, and it is one of the most positive things on our television service, is to be able to see the Defence Forces in actions during times of emergency or great difficulty. Your expertise and your practical assistance, and of course your capacity in logistics, but above all your generous spirit of solidarity, has so often come to the aid of citizens and communities dealing with unexpected and often devastating forces of nature that threaten to wreak havoc and destroy livelihoods. And not only have I seen those images on television, but when I have visited people affected by floods and whatever and so forth, families mention the great empathy shown to them by those who have come to their assistance during these circumstances. And during the recent flooding, many army personnel were assisting not just only in the practical sense, but with flood defence and mobility, and also with the cleaning up tasks around the country. And in a way, what our communities are so proud of is that you were such a regular and reassuring sight whenever you, whenever you appeared. 
More recently, of course, the practical assistance that you were called upon to provide occurred during Hurricane Ophelia and Storm Emma, and it included the transport of emergency staff and dialysis patients for the HSE, provision of high-axle vehicles to assist the local authorities, and the ASB, the transportation of volunteers as well, to deliver meals on wheels, the evacuation of people from stranded cars and isolated homes, and the elderly were so important that you cared for. So many other services that kept our people and our community safe and secure under difficult circumstances. And you're such a great reassurance to those who wish to keep living on their own, often in remote areas in Ireland. You were called upon at the peak of the severe drought conditions in the summer, when the Air Corps provided assistance to the emergency services fighting Gorsand forest fires. And that assistance was provided over a five-week period, principally across the eastern and southern region, but also to the emergency services in County Antrim and Down. It is at times of crisis like that, when our communities and families are vulnerable and feeling at risk, that the physical and sometimes emotional assistance provided by the women and men of Oakley-Naharian is so valuable and greatly appreciated. Indeed, it is often the provision of that tangible and practical support that affords an opportunity for our citizens to directly interact with our Defence Forces personnel. And I would like to assure you that the assistance you provide so willingly is greatly appreciated by the communities you have so generously supported during times of great trauma. And I'd like to add my voice to say how anxious I am uh, in my capacity uh, in, in relation to the forces to show that this would be appreciated in a practical sense. It's, I would take opportunities of stressing that when, whenever I can. And as we continue to progress through the decade of centenaries, just last night we launched a book of the previous centenaries we've had, in which you played such a very, very significant role. But when we're reflecting on the story of our nation, which encompasses major historical happenings from 1912 to 1922, since the start of this decade, I, along with members of government and many citizens of this country, have had the privilege of participating in numerous remarkable and moving ceremonies commemorating the key events that took place a hundred years ago. And really, when communities are organising an event, often, wherever it may be, the first request is that, they, that you be represented to add, if you like, a, a whole level, extra level to their celebrations. I recall myself with great pride the many commemorations in 2016. I think I was present at 35 altogether to mark the centenary of the most pivotal year in modern Irish history. And of course today is such a significant day as well. Our citizens and our diaspora came together to celebrate our independence. Relatives of those who had been involved in the founding moments often coming home from abroad. People, citizens, as you delivered the flags, for example, to schoolchildren, taking pride in the richness of our history and our unique identity and heritage. But the common element in all of these events has been the presence of members of our defence forces and the standards that you demonstrated and that you is so important for yourselves. You've played an essential role in our national commemorations, but I know that that's just part of your work that you do on all our behalf. And you've displayed at all times something that is so striking 
as well as I have said for the high standard on Kaidon at your sense of dignity and pride and respect, and the solemnity that Defence Forces personnel provide at state commemoration has demonstrated a professionalism and a respect for the high standards that the Defence Forces are known to apply to all of its roles and missions. So, Sarah Kriknyo, maybe so before I conclude, I want to say how acutely aware I am at this time of year. I have already said so of the many defence personnel who will be separated from their family and friends over Christmas. I recently, at another event, met some of the wives and mothers of those who are going abroad. And I think that it is a generous sacrifice that those are service who are on service abroad, but so also a particular sacrifice by their families. And I want as President of Ireland, Maruk Tanhane Herin, Mabuikas Gohifigul, Agawa Lopson, is Gakwea Avran Arta, Arha, Gudi and Blianatoli Chirk. I so appreciate the valuable contribution you make to the cause of peace and justice across the globe. I've mentioned that, but also for providing security, defence and support to the people of Ireland 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It is the utmost important to our people, as we face many challenges, to know that there is a great that there is something upon which they can trust. And that is your good soul. So it's mean a week as a goal of Rish, as an Kurta Toshivak Torta, er Saifinis Mefin Tronona, Agas an mid look for a Rinishiv Lilin in Mohen Shalafaha, on Tarna in Shalafafiam. So Quishit Gomorla Shinakot, when my salt of sauce of us or Nunkar is Gomila Mila Buikas. I so thank you all once again for coming here today and for enabling myself and Sabina to be able to thank you for the wonderful contribution you made to my recent presidential inauguration. It was a contribution that I so greatly welcomed and enjoyed. And I want to thank those, the staff of Horace and Uktron here, who've assisted us in making this day event possible, and particularly those who've been providing this beautiful music, Daniel Dunn, Darren Hatch, Kieran Sutton and Dean Finler, our first aid friends from civil defence, but all of the staff and Fwirna Father Saras and Uktron and Quirna Kotchalikela and who've worked hard. Arish Gwim Gakrari Dun Plas Niwan Dun Plina Tolichiak, the Snablinta Tolichiak, is Mile Mile Buikas Asur Dakiak, Dun Oka Special to Lume, Akas Akahoir Henehere Edin and Wilch Atarshuli, Ola Gale. Thank you so much for coming this afternoon. Enjoy your visit to Orsanukron. I can think of no party of women and men who are most welcome than your good selves, Berm, Buinchan of Osantronona. Thank you. President, thank you very much. I'd now like to invite the Chief of Staff to say a few words. Ookran, Mrs Higgins, Boetlam, Buyukas, Agawa Liv, Aran Olgod, Special to Sean. Under the Constitution, there's an inextricable link uh, between your office, in which Supreme Command is vested, uh, the Defence Forces and Sovereignty. And as a key component of the security architecture of this state, our defence forces are part of the bedrock of our sovereignty and sovereign rights that are not upheld are more imaginary than real. There's also an inextricable link between the institutions of civil society and our defence forces. 
civil society where people are free, where the institutions of state function, and where the vulnerable are protected. And I think it's noteworthy, and I, I was very pleased in your comments, on this week in which we um, note the 70th anniversary of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, that sometimes we uh, take our, I suppose, institutions here for granted. Um, Ireland is in the top 5% of uh, most peaceful countries in the world, and yes, this is the fourth successive year in which we have a deterioration in global peace and security. And for over 60 years, our defence forces have, under the institutions of the United Nations, been engaged in some of the most volatile, um, challenging environments in the world. 60 years in which we've had nearly 70,000 individual tours of duty, 60 years in which 87 members of the defence forces have made the ultimate sacrifice in the cause of peace, 60 years of unbroken service to the United Nations, a remarkable contribution when you look at the size of our state. And we've freed hostages, we've stood up to violent extremists. In fact, more recently, we have rescued nearly 18,000 people in the Mediterranean. We've seen hundreds of people die and drown. We've recovered scores of bodies. And still, we've continued to deliver this. And it takes physical courage for the men and women of the Defence Forces. It takes physical courage to actually stand up to violent extremists. It takes physical courage to fly an aircraft in a very demanding mission and it takes physical courage to actually steer a ship into what are statistically some of the most challenging sea conditions in the world. I'm very proud of the women and men of Oakley-Nahirn. And Oakley-Nahirn, you can be very proud of the women and men of Oakley-Nahirn who served this state with unstinted loyalty. And that shall remain into the future. Garamina Mahakad.